Ever wonder who the founder of Hinduism was? Or when Jesus was really born? In each episode of this weekly series, Pathios will answer a common question from across the spectrum of major religions. It's our hope that we both broaden your knowledge and spur you on to keep digging, to keep asking questions, and to foster a greater sense of curiosity about the world's beliefs. Welcome to Answers by Pathios. Do Christians need to go to church? When people use the word church today, they're most likely talking about either a building or a worship service. A non-Christian is most likely to think of a church as the building where Christian services are held, whereas Christians usually have both meanings in mind. Christians also include a third meaning of the word church, as a community of fellow believers. Modern understandings of church as a building or a worship service are not how the word was originally used in the Bible. The Greek word from the New Testament that's translated church is ecclesia, which means outcalling or assembly of called out ones. The word ecclesia or church first appears in Matthew 16:18. In this chapter, Jesus had brought his disciples outside Jerusalem and had a conversation with them about what the people were saying about him. He then asked them, Who do you say I am? Simon responded, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus then gave Simon his new name, Peter, which means rock. This famous exchange finished with Jesus saying, On this rock I will build my church. At that point, it's clear that Jesus was not talking about either a particular form of worship or a building, but a community of disciples or an assembly of followers. Throughout the scriptures, ecclesia, church, is used to refer to groups of Christians. 1 Corinthians 1-2 openly equates the church of God with those who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy. Many scholars suggest that the summary statement in Acts 2:42 describes the practices of this ecclesia. There we see a group of people who were devoted to the apostles' teaching. They had accepted the gospel and were learning about Jesus. They joined the fellowship. They created community with other believers. They broke bread together. They shared meals and, most importantly, shared the Lord's Last Supper. And they prayed. Such practices can take place anywhere and don't need a specific building. At the time the New Testament was written, Christians didn't usually have their own specific places to worship or even a set style of worship. The earliest Christians were almost all Jewish and they often gathered for worship at the temple and continued to meet in local synagogues. They also met in homes for further fellowship. Once Christianity began to spread to non-Jewish audiences and created communities all over the Greek and Roman world, believers would meet in homes, public halls, and outdoors. By the end of the first century, Christians were facing considerable resistance from the authorities. In many places, they were persecuted, tortured, and executed for their faith. Christians began to meet in back rooms, in catacombs, and hidden places due to the threats they'd faced. Public structures as permanent locations for Christian worship could be built more securely after the conversion of the Emperor Constantine and his edict legalizing the Christian faith in AD 313. Nevertheless, the church as community, the ecclesia, was always the primary reality. 
Now that we understand what church originally meant in the Bible, let's dive into the question of whether Christians actually need to go to church or not. The idea of a Christian not going to church is a strange one for many people. In fact, many would argue that a Christian who doesn't ever go to church is not a Christian at all. Most denominations expect or require people to attend church services at least every Sunday and on special occasions, like Christmas, that may not consistently fall on a Sunday. Most Christians, at least theoretically, agree with these requirements. That said, going to church is understood more authentically as an opportunity rather than a requirement. So, do Christians have to attend church? Weekly worship services are a time for Christians to gather together to worship God and hear His Word. Christianity teaches that corporate worship, that is, worship in community, is a unique part of the practice of faith. While most Christian teaching urges individual believers to incorporate private practices of worship, prayer, and reading of Scripture into their daily lives, such practices are not meant to be a substitute for the gathering of many believers together to praise God with music, the hearing of God's Word, and the Lord's Supper. Aside from worship, church services contribute to the development of faith and practice. Christians hear scripture read, have it taught to them through a sermon or a homily, sing songs that cultivate a sense of trust and confidence in God, and recite creeds that shape their faith. Church services are also a time for Christians to interact with fellow believers. They create a community network and talk about the struggles they may be having. Christian communities also often support one another with meals, visitation when sick, and loving listening. Church attendance has many positive benefits for Christians, but most people understand that under certain circumstances, a Christian may not be able to attend services regularly. Poor health and job demands may often interfere with a regular practice of church attendance. The COVID-19 crisis created new opportunities for engaging with a church community via online services. While few would advocate these as a permanent substitute for gathering in person, they do allow many to connect with fellow believers. Church services are meant to help Christians deepen their faith and give practical advice and encouragement on how to live out that faith each day. Unfortunately, not all churches live up to that standard. A person may avoid church services if the congregation has become too gossipy or judgmental towards those going through difficult times. Churches also have cycles of growth and decline, and some members may find their enthusiasm for attendance waning if the church is struggling. Similarly, a person may find that as they age, different things are appealing. A young professional might be most interested in good speaking. An elderly adult may wish for our community to make up for the loss of a spouse. A family with young children may be more interested in early faith formation. If a church culture changes, a Christian may become temporarily churchless while looking for a better fit. Thank you for listening to this episode of Answers by Pathios. To learn more about the world's religions, please visit pathios.com today. This has been a production of the Pathios Podcast Network. If you're enjoying this series, consider checking out one of our other podcast offerings from Pathios, like From Sin to Saint. 
Some people might point to his anti-Nazi activism as the key thing for them. I mean, I'm, I'm compelled by that, but I think it's his theological and ethical underpinnings of his choices that really resonate for me. This willingness to die for his beliefs has inspired both religious commitment and religious violence. There were a couple of high-profile murders of abortion doctors and bombings of, of abortion providers in which the people who were convicted of the crimes identified Bonhoeffer as their inspiration. In this four-part historical exploration of the life and legacy of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, join creator and host Josh Lash as he sits down with experts and walks us through the intriguing and complex life of this revered German theologian and martyr. You can find From Sin to Saint and our entire podcast catalog on patheos.com or on your favorite podcast app. Check the show notes for helpful links and more information.